0: Good morning, church. It is wonderful to see you all this morning. And again, good morning, those who were present before <laughs> in the first service. Well, thank you very much for giving me an opportunity to share about uh, my thoughts and my testimony. I always say this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I want to thank Pastor Richard and the leadership team at MCBC for this wonderful opportunity. I am honored to be speaking to you on the International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Church. About persecution, which is not just a sermon topic, and about an experience we all must face. And as uh, you have seen in Bible, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 11 to 12, says... Jesus highlighted teaching of persecution throughout his ministry. And during his sermon on the mount, he said, blessed are you when people insult you. Well, sometimes it's hard to understand why uh, Jesus is saying we are blessed. And after when we are persecuted, a blessing is not saying when you are uh, or when you are rich, then you are blessed. Jesus is saying, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. This is the word I highlighted. Because of me. Because there are so many kinds of persecution comes because of other sources. But who are blessed? Those who are persecuted because of him. Bible says rejoice and be glad. It's hard. Rejoice and be glad. Because great is your reward in heaven. For the same way they persecuted the prophet who were before you. In Matthew chapter 10. A similar Passage. It says, you will hate it by everyone because of my name. The first he mentioned because of me. Then he said, because of my name. Because of my name, people will say uh, ugly things. They will hate you. So let's reflect at the moment what in Western world... And others people think about persecution. It says, some feel persecuted waiting too long when they are standing on red light. Some may feel they are persecuted because they don't have latest and greatest technology. I'm persecuted. I have listened to these words. For some, it may be their internet is slow. It's a persecution for them. The light is not there. The connection is not there. And the biggest one in our country faces the identity crisis of chanters. What does the Bible teaches us about persecution? What does Jesus said about persecution? The first thing we need to understand uh, as a believer, it's, to understand the persecution, the heat of persecution, living in furnace, how it looked like. Because there are countries, people are living in furnace. To understand persecution, it's very important. And I was looking at the dictionary, it says, unfair, cruel treatment over a long period of time because of race, religion, or political belief. Friends, persecution is not something any follower of Christ would desire. We don't desire. We don't feel happy when people kill, when they mock you, when they kill you, when they abuse you, when they spit on you, when they uh, say wrong kind of word. We don't feel joy in our heart. But when it happens, we should not be surprised by it. We need to remember it is written and Jesus reminded us because of me, because of my name. Remember, they persecuted the prophets before you too. Persecution through the history, if we see the lens of uh, history, if you study the word of God, you will see persecution is everywhere. The people who believe a living God. They were persecuted. You see in book of Daniel. Why Daniel was persecuted. Because he was believing a living God. And he was not buying down uh, the idol. So he was, he was persecuted. Because he was believing living of God. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. His friends, they were persecuted because they didn't compromise. They were given a chance. You have a chance if you just bow down. They said, said, no, no compromise. We have decided only follow living God. No compromise. John the Baptist, he was beheaded when he shared. Speak the truth. Because of the grudge. Disciples had various Form of death. Because they were sharing the truth. And Jesus. Was crucified. Because he was the truth. You know people. Who were persecuted. Those who speak the truth. Those who share the truth. Those who. Follow the truth. And expect persecution. If you believe in Jesus Christ. This is what. The main thing, people don't desire it. And the Bible says, if the world hates you, remember it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to do. But you are no longer part of this world. I choose you. I, to come out. To the world. So it hates you. So when you study these verses. Always remember. Why I am persecuted. Why it's happened to me. You are working. Because of me. Because of my name. You are following the truth. You are speaking the truth. You are carrying the truth. Remember. What I told you. A servant is not greater than master. Again and again, the Christ is emphasizing remember because he knew this is going to happen. But we don't remember this is going to happen. We want to live a comfortable life. We don't like persecution. I mean, we want uh, prosperity gospel. We want blessings. We want to be rich. We want all the blessing God has promised us, but we neglect persecution. We don't carry the cross. The cross represent persecution. We want to wear the cross, but we don't want to carry the cross. You know, we want golden cross, but cross is very ugly. If you are following the Christ, you will face persecution. And this is the Bible is teaching. You see, uh, through the history, if you are following the truth, you will be persecuted. There are many forms of cruel treatment. You see, the first century they were persecuted. Stephen was stoned. There were many forms of cruel treatment, but this was to be experienced. That was the price to pay to follow the God. So I always say the blood blood of the martyr is the seed of the church. And the Bible says, in fact. Everyone who wants to live godly life. You know people wants to live a rich life. People wants to live a comfortable life. People wants to live a a peaceful life. But here it says godly life. When God is connected to you. When Christ is connected to you. When his name is connected to you. When his personality is connected to your life, if you wanted to live a godly life, and this is what Paul is saying to Timothy, his disciple, is saying, "Life in Christ, Jesus, life in Christ, Jesus, will be persecuted. This is going to happen. This is the reward if you are following. And that is global reality. It is not hidden anymore. A few years back, if you go 30 years back, 40 years back, it was not like that. But now it is open. It is all over the world. You see the many countries. There you cannot proclaim, you cannot sing. We have churches. They don't have churches. But praise God for Pakistan. Pakistan, we have churches, but we are not open. Pakistan continues to be. Uh, Pakistan continues to be one of the countries where it is most difficult to live as a Christian. Why I said that? When you see big cathedral, but when you go out of that cathedral, when you walk, when you work, when people hear, oh, your name is Peter Paul, how come you live in Pakistan? Your name is, are you from America? Are you their agent? Your name is different. So they think that uh, if you are in Pakistan, you should be a Muslim. And this is, you know, though I'm talking about not all the people, the all, uh, mostly fundamental people, those who are very fanatic. And I, this is global reality. It is not hidden. In Pakistan, it's difficult now in these days. The estimated population of Pakistan is 241 million people. Just imagine, and among 241 million people, two percent are Christian. 1.5 percent are different ethnic groups. And I tell you, within two percent Christian majority of them live in villages and poverty, because they are not given chance. I was born and raised in Pakistan, my family. I grew up in my uh, grew up in a circumstances where we were always called minorities infidel and consider uh, unclean when we go to school college i mean you have friends but they you are second class or third class citizen we uh, they 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 call you pakistani but not the i mean the first class pakistani so there is much discrimination we face growing up. Our parents always warned us not to get into any religious debate for our own safety. As a child, I experienced this discrimination. I always. You know, when there are also discrimination, when you have a jobs opportunity they don't offer you, if uh, they find, my name is Peter Paul, if they find Stephen, Peter Paul, or any Christian name, your paper and your resume, they will put aside. And you will not give in a chance. Even you are qualified. Qualification came after, uh, came second to weight. And that's really bad. When people are educated and they look for a job, that's why they wanted to come to abroad. They want to live. They don't get an, any opportunity. They find Christian schools so they can go, uh, get jobs. And if, even if they are doing job, they are afraid. If any person will come and just uh, ask us, oh, you, you defile the Quran and uh, they will put them to death. So, uh, you know, think about the persecution, the furnace they are living. Let me tell you more about Myself In 1991, we were called for a ministry. I left my job. My wife and I, we started to serve the Lord with Campus Crusade for Christ. And uh, my wife and I, we were doing, uh, first we did training in uh, another city. We were in Lahore, another part Punjab area. My wife and I, we were working among the youth and young leaders. Then, and we were teaching also. Then we were called to have a bigger position as a regional director. Pakistan has four regions. And one of the region is Northwest Frontier Post, which is more fundamentalist, more fanatic. And it is right beside Afghanistan. And when they called me and my wife and they said my children was... Small at that time. I said that we have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. If God wants to use us there. We will go there. And we said okay. We will go there. And we will do our ministry. The uh, ministry work there. With the churches. To help. To introduce. To share the gospel. Strengthen the church. Because I was working with parachurch organization. So we were not the church. But we were an arm of the church. So. But. When we were there, in nine, when 9-11 happened, suddenly things changed. Everything was changed there. And I have never seen that kind of persecution when I saw when 9-11 happened there. Because of this, Pakistan was terrorized. All the Christians were scared when Americans they started bombing in Afghanistan. You know, we were living, you can hear the noise. A bomb uh, in, in, in my area where I was living in Peshawar. But you know, in their mosque, they were asking, Oh, we need to kill uh, Christians because they are killing our brothers and sisters. We have to run to another uh, city to save our life. But meanwhile, when we were there, a lot of uh, people from Afghanistan they migrated to uh, Pakistan. And that was the opportunity we wanted to use to extend the gospel and to tell them how Christian people, they love you. Because the Bible teaches us, love your neighbor like yourself. So we tried to help them. We, uh, we distributed food and we sought, uh, and I always, whenever I'm there, I always share the Christ love. Christ love you. I never said that uh, you change your religion. But when I open the bible I they always notice that I quote the verses they always notice I was in their eyes so I was in problem when we were doing this they came after me they said that uh, you are doing this work you are converting people And uh, they tried. They searched. They threatened me. They threatened my family. uh, Many times. Over the call. And uh, it was dangerous for us. Then we have to leave the country. We made the decision. This is not the time. Because they don't speak. Their bullet speaks. They don't have value. Then I had to leave. There are multiple incidents happen. Which I can't speak. So. I had to leave and when it was difficult to leave and come here and we were away and in 2005 we were reunited uh, with my family uh, Jemima and I and I was serving uh, as a pastor in Lauren Park Baptist Church there I mean since 2002 to 2006 I was there so when Jemima came we were sharing the ministry there but we were looking the place where everybody can come. Because that, that is corner where nobody can hardly reach there. But praise God for this church. I, I always think. Why I am here Lord. What, what happened to this ministry. So. But I know that God brought us here. With the purpose. Because this country is going to become a multicultural. A lot of Indian and Pakistani people are going to come here. And sure. We were able to share uh, the language uh, in Urdu, Hindi, and Punjabi. You know, 600 people, 600 million people, they understand Urdu. One billion people, they speak Urdu, Hindi, and uh, uh, Punjabi. So three language. If you know, everybody understand what you are speaking, what you are singing. So we praise God. We have audience, and we, God is using us. I was thinking about, because today is a... Uh, Special day for persecuted church, and we need to pray. The reason of persecution, few I already told you, because of me, because of my name, because you are speaking the truth. And then there is another reason it's we, the darkness, hate light. The darkness, hate light. And Matthew chapter 5, verse 10 says, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. For there is the kingdom of heaven. And First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 5 says. For you all. For you are all children of light. That is why we are persecuted. We are children of light. Of the day. We don't belong to darkness. And the night. We are hated. We are children of light. They are children of darkness. We live by faith. They live by sight. We are salt and salt tends to sting and irritate. That is why people persecute Christians wherever they live. We are light and light reveals. You have truth in you. You carry the truth. You speak the truth. You cannot compromise with the uh, lie. You will speak the truth. You will reveal the darkness. That is why people uh, hate you. Following the truth can't be silenced. However, the enemy still tries. I will share a little bit of a more exp, uh, more experience in my Pakistan. Pakistan, in Pakistan, there is no room for conversation or discussion. There is no room that you can convert yourself. There is no room for discussion. Pakistan has blasphemy law 295 uh, A, B, C. So you all know that if you talk against. Your religion, talk against their holy book, talk against their prophet, or anything, uh, you are in trouble. You cannot engage discussion, debates, because these laws hang over head like a sword. And people, people are using this like a missile, like a sword. Many people, they are afraid Many people, they don't, we know that this is dangerous to talk, but they are using this like a missile, uh, uh, missiles. Everybody uh, living in fear in these days. There is an incident happened in previous years. Uh, One boy went to, he was thirsty, he went to mosque, and he drank the water, and he was beaten to death. They said, you defile our holy place. You unclean, infidel person. How come you came to here? And here they want churches that they can pray. Can you imagine? And a lot of churches, they give them permission to do that. I was thinking about how... This law is being misused and there is no accountability for verifying fact when it comes to blasphemy laws. No accountability. They do everything. Even police, even the lawmakers, police try to avoid the situation which the blasphemy law is invoked as it is dangerous for all the parties involved. There is There are so many cases in which even lawyers they won't take your case because they fear the death, life. Recent incident happened in Jarawala, you know, in August, and uh, I was sharing with Pastor the other day. It was they two hundred houses they burned. 26 churches. One mullah was just announcing, Oh, they defile our holy book. We need to kill them. Everybody, early morning, they left their homes. Every morning. Very poor people. And they came, about 7,000 people came, and they just uh, burned everything. So you can imagine the persecution, the darkness. The darkness hate the light. The dark people. You know people who are living there. They are very strong in faith. Whether they whatever the denomination is. So many times they receive invitation. Oh if you receive this. But they said no we have follow the Christ. We know the truth. And I praise God. I don't know uh, how strong their faith is. But in faith. Believing in Christ, they are very strong. The persecuted church is more stronger than here in Western world. I tell you, they are more committed. Thank you. They are more committed because they know persecution will make them strong. But here in this world, people don't like persecution They do compromise. But there they don't compromise. They said kill us. We know our place. We know where we are going. In Janavala. So many people. They are displaced. And you know. A lot of people they lost their jobs. Because of what Jesus said. Me. My name. Speaking the truth. Telling the truth. Sharing the truth. Remember, they are going to do this. Remember that. So we see a reason of persecution. The darkness hates light. And we stand for the truth. We share the truth. We, I praise God what we are doing. You know, when you share the truth, if you share all kind of story, people will not tell you. People will love to hear about you. People will love to hear your stories. And suddenly you talk about Christ. Suddenly you talk about Jesus. Suddenly you, you talk about the spirit. How God is helping the living God is doing this work in you. So again, people will feel irritated. They will dislike. And you will, you, will feel, you will see their faces. They don't like this. Even in world and other other people because Jesus said our faith demands we uphold moral and ethical standards that may clash with our cultural norms this can result in opposition from those who wish to silence our voice think about how Christians are being silenced even now how the wo- the word of God is offensive but if you are promoting worldly things If it is another religion voicing them, it is considered freedom of speech, but not Christians. There are people promoting crazy things, but those uh, are okay because freedom of speech. Last year in December, we were doing Christmas distribution in downtown. And in Toronto, we were singing and I was sharing that Christ love you. We were doing prayer walk. And this is incident happened. Uh, or many other religions, they were listening. I was preaching in Urdu, Hindi, Punjabi, and English that I can engage. We were singing and we were distributing gifts. And, you know, this thing uh, happened. If you can just... Uh, uh. To say, Jesus, I open my experience. I, I don't know. You have experience. So like you have experienced so many things like I was not saying. I was not abusing anybody. I was just telling what Jesus can do for you. But people don't like his name. His name is powerful name. Friends, we are persecuted. Yes, we belongs to persecuted church. We came from there. I have experience. I know my family lives there. Jemima's family lives there, Our forefathers lives there. Millions of people lives there. They love Pakistan. But you know when they, after Jarawala incident, uh, they became more stronger. They live in fear, but they know God is there to help them they are wo- they are waiting the christ is coming to take his bride and this is important to remember that when uh, remember in your prayer that you speak the truth you know now, uh, right now in these days uh, people they don't talk about uh, merry christmas happy holiday they don't you see the other people they are promoting happy diwali and uh, uh, happy eid but uh, when it comes to Christmas, there's a lot of debate. Because Christmas connect to Christ. The living hope. The darkness cannot digest. The light cannot di- digest the truth. His name. We are happy. We are delightful. That we are able to persecute it. We are able to face persecuted because of his name. We are the persecution. That is the symbol that you are a follower of Christ. If you are living a comfortable life, you have never been persecuted. You have to see your theology, what you are following. Because you will be persecuted, definitely. Whether you are from anywhere, any country. Because you will share. So we have talked about persecution. We talk about why it happened. Now, what do we do now? How we respond as a church, as a MCBC church, as a cornerstone church. I will request you, the first thing we need to do is united. United in prayer and support our brothers and sisters. You know, church is divided now. Families are divided. Sometimes you come in the church, you don't have concern for other person. I mean, you have concern for yourself. You don't have uh, no concern for other world, what's happening. People are uh, suffering in Middle East. People are suffering in Pakistan, in India, and other other countries. We just think about ourselves. But when church is united, they are more stronger. Their prayers are more stronger. And we need to support because we are a body of one when one part body suffers we all suffer and in hebrew chapter 13 verse 3 i love this verse what it says remember those in prison how many people of you how many people in these days remember are prisoners and pray for prisoners especially for those who are persecuted for sake of christ I think very few times we pray for those people. But Paul said, remember those in prison as if you were yourself. Ah, I doubt sometimes. That is painful prayer. It means you are crying. It means you are so, uh, so concerned about the other part of the world. For North Korea, for Afghanistan, for Pakistan, for China. For India, as you are there, remember also being mistreated. As you felt their uh, mistreated, as if you felt their pain in your own body. Have you prayed like that? Can you feel their insult, uh, like in Pakistan people? Pakistani people they face, but when it will happen, when you will uh, connected in spirit, when you will pray, the spirit will give you. Uh, Tears, you will be more passionate for persecuted church. You know, we are one thing. The beautiful thing is whether we are Canadian or uh, Pakistani or whatever the uh, nationality is, we all going to spend eternity together. We praise God. And you know, sometime we will have raised question. Oh, thank you. You have been praying for me. Thank you because of your prayer. My faith was more stronger. And heaven. You will see many brothers and sisters. Who are, uh, you know, who are praying. So remember. So we should support our persecuted brothers and sisters. Through prayer, financial aid and advocacy. If they don't have a voice. Be a voice for them. We must remember them. In suffering as sometime we get distracted by daily routines. Satan is very powerful. He doesn't want us to remember those things. He wants us to remember our kids. He wants us to remember our own activity. He wants us to remember uh, rent, mortgage, fuel, car, your phone, Facebook, any other things. But he doesn't like to remember the persecuted church. But today, I wanted to tell you remember those who are persecuted. Please, we, in, like I said, that we need to support, we need to pray. We have a sewing center, one of the ministry, at the Cornerstone Church, we support in Pakistan. It's an unprivileged girl. Uh, you know, they, they sometimes face abuse when they do a domestic work in their homes so my wife and you know many years back she thought that uh, we should do something for them and we need to give them a training so they cannot they should not go to home to home to work so they could uh, sit in their home and earn their living so we started sewing center so in one year we give them training We teach them. In the morning, we ask pastor, the local pastors, they come and they uh, help them to make their faith uh, more stronger. And then after that, we give them a machine as a gift at the end. And then uh, they go and they do their business. And they, uh, about uh, more than 100 girls, they are right now registered and learning. Uh, From different part of this uh, cities. And we praise God. The goal is to teach them life skill. Teach them word of God. Empowering them to able to create life for them. We provide them uh, outreach. We provide them. We help them. So I would request you pray for the Cornerstone Church. As we are doing uh, different ministry. This is the one of the ministry. We do uh, empowering them. And pray as an international day of prayer, the persecuted church. Pray for one. Prayer is a one of the most powerful tools we have as a Christian. We should pray for those who are suffering. You know, you can support one time, but prayer is difficult every day. I would request you to pray every day. If you will pray, intercessory prayer. write down name Pakistan. We will pray for Pakistan. Uh, Persecuted brothers and sisters, all the ministries, all the churches who are uh, doing the door of evangelism should be open. And the please uh, in, in book of Acts chapter 12 verse 5 says, So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The church has a responsibility, and when we have responsibility, we have accountability too. The God is going to ask us how much we pray. So we have account, co- accountability and responsibility. We need to pray. We need to uplift the church. Watch video. You know, people don't like to watch this kind of video. Sometimes watch them and teach your children how blessed you are. You're living in a blessed country where there is not persecution. People are living in a furnace. Every day they go out. They don't know what's happening in, at their work. In, in, in their community, they are sleeping. What's happening? How they are going to deal? You don't know the situation when they are going to uh, they uh, they fire them because of their Christianity. One assistant commissioner, I was watching the video. You see the even the governor, they killed the governor. They killed the ministers. The the assistant commissioner said, uh, I was talking, you know, one of my lower staff, and he said that. He, if I just, she's just, uh, 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 I mean, I can use any time blasphemy. She said that I am scared. You know, the, even my subordinate, uh, he can put me in a death any time. Even my position cannot save me. So that's the, that's the uh, situation Pakistan is facing right now, the ministries. But praise God, the door of evangelism is still open. The church is still open, but fear is there every day. So we need prayer. I would request you, pray. Pray that the uh, lot of people, those who are doing the evangelism work and churches, they become more stronger. In Philippians chapter 1 verse 12 to 14 says, I want you to know, brother, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel so that it has become known through the whole impartial, imperil guard to all rest that my imprisonment is for Christ and most of the brothers having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment are much bolder to speak the word, the word without fear. In conclusion, I would say Persecution of Christian is painful reality. But it is also a call to unity, faith, and commitment to Christ. Let us remember our persecuted brother and sister in prayer. Standing in solidarity with them. And may we find the strength to endure hardships and continue to shine the light of Christ in dark world. We can do we can be confident that God's grace will sustain us that our faith will be source of hope and transformation for those who persecuted us. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 10 say blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake for there is a kingdom of heaven. I thank God always you know since we have arrived God is using in different capacity You know, we have airwaves where we can strike, you know, TV program, internet program. We can capture more. And thank you for MCBC Church, uh, you know, providing this wonderful facility. And I praise God always when we are here, that we are one family. We praise God we are uh, uh, reaching millions of people. You know, we are on IPTV. Through IPTV, I have received many calls from all over the world. Even middle of night, my phone rings. At the morning, I said, there was so many calls. So, you know, a lot of people, they watch, they call. And we praise God. We are more stronger when we are more persecuted. And I would request you, your prayer can strengthen us and Pakistani Christians. Please remember us in your prayer. We are living in a furnace. Living in a furnace Not easy. It's not desirable. But Jesus said, remember, this will happen. God bless you all.